Welcome back to Prime Your Day, Prime Your Life. And today, I think I might be clucking like a chicken because over here, I've got Steve Woods with me, who is a very qualified and trained hypnotherapist. So I'm watching my eyes. I'm not watching Steve's. But what do you think about hypnotherapy? Is it something that you're completely aligned to or are you a little bit skeptical? Well, the next 20 minutes, Steve is going to enable us to understand how well hypnotherapy can be applied to business, sport, and also our perhaps our own self-limiting beliefs. Steve, welcome to our little Zoom chat here. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's it. Now, now you've said it, you're really aware now. Of, you know, don't look in his eyes, yes. I have to confess, once I was in a, uh, a hotel in London, I was working behind the bar, and there was a stage hypnotist, and I ended up one of those people that was completely transfixed, and I ended up playing the trombone, having a snog with my food and beverage manager, who was male. On uh, it was, I, I, it, it gives me shivers now. So I, I'm very <laughs> worried that I'm susceptible to um, hypnotism. You can't be made to do it. Well, that's the, I don't should say that. I was going to say you can't be made to do anything you don't want to do, Chris. But we better leave it at that, really, don't we? Have to wait I think we better leave it. it at that. <laughs> I'm very concerned. I'm looking at the camera, not at you. All right. So um, hypnotherapy, and particularly in the area of uh, of business, what got you into it, Steve? So a very long time ago, um, I saw a stage hypnotist. Um, so so often people get into this by either seeing a stage hypnotist, seeing entertainment, or they use it themselves, or someone very close to them uses hypnosis or hypnotherapy for something. For me, 35 plus years ago, saw a stage hypnotist. We bought some self-hypnosis tapes, myself and my, my colleagues. We were in sales, retail sales at that point, um, trying to sell um, ZX Spectrums and things. Um, and we got some tapes, which now would be probably about resilience. I think it was sort of get up and go or something it was called back then. Made a difference. Um, I bought some books, learned a little bit about it from books, learned how to, to do just little bits. And then for a long time, did no more than that. Occasionally would play around with it. Um, and then 17 years ago, decided to do it properly. So I started on a, a journey of, of training. Yes. So moving in on that sales aspect, then obviously a lot of the audience here are interested in sales. Can you fix the person that is scared of public speaking or pitching or the rejection that keeps coming down the end of the telephone in a call center is that beyond repair or is that exactly where you can start to really create some success in in most cases yes it's where hypnosis can create some success there's a few things when so when if somebody phoned me right now and said you know I, i'm struggling with this thing i'm struggling with rejection then I'm, what I'm looking for is whether they really want to fix it. Because for some people, without wishing to sound rude, but some people are in the wrong wrong industry, they're in the wrong job. Um, so I can't make somebody do something they don't want to do, as I mentioned earlier on. So they, they've got to actually want to make that change. So it, it, I become then interested in their why. why. Why do they want to make more phone calls? What's, what's in it for them? Um, why did they want to be able to do presentations? I worked with somebody particularly on presentations because they they knew and they did get promotion after making some more confident presentations to the board and things. So I'm digging down, what's their why? Is it something they really want to do? Um, and then, yes, hypnosis can be a really powerful and really effective way at helping them driven by their why. Okay. And how long does it take you to to get somebody 
hypnotized. To actually get into hypnosis, it does vary. So, so one of the things people often ask me, and I might spoil it because you might have this question, you know, can anybody be hypnotized? And my answer is yes, but some people take longer than others. You've got to want to make it, you, so you've got to want to make it, you've got to want to be hypnotized, but you don't necessarily need to believe. Some people, even for the very first time, will go into hypnosis really quickly in a matter of minutes. Um, and some people might take half an hour to get to a level of hypnosis. I do do quite a lot of work around hypnotic phenomena. So I want people to notice that something's happening. Um, that might be just getting them to open their eyes and, and asking them how they feel. And they go, well, I feel really heavy, really relaxed. Great. If there's some change, then we know that we're getting some hypnosis. For, for me, I think my, my sort of standard induction is about five minutes. And generally, most people will be at a level of hypnosis by that stage that they notice um, and that we can actually do some work and start to bring about some change. So pretty quick, generally. And does that get quicker that the, the more times you see somebody, they become to come sort of entwined in the habit and therefore the brain gets quicker to understand that we're about to go into a hypnosis situation yeah absolutely and and also you can embed um things such as you know, next time we work together this will happen you'll sit down close your eyes and, and be able to go very quickly into this situation by me saying word certain word or phrase to you or do or or some action you, you wouldn't do anything that's too easy or accidental to do because hypnosis is very powerful and people will go into hypnosis really easily and quickly and people often say they, they really like the feeling of being hypnotized because it is a nice feeling. So, yeah, it, it will naturally they'll naturally get better. It's like learning anything. You know, I went off to, to hypnosis school and learned how to be a hypnotist, a bit like Hogwarts. But you, um, my clients have to learn how to be hypnotized as well if they've never done it before. So, yes, they get better at it. It can be made to happen much quicker. And the thing you see on stage where somebody clicks their fingers and they, they slump down. You, yes that happens but you've got to you've got to prepare that you've got to you, you've got to get somebody into hypnosis and say right next time i do this thing you'll slump on the person next to you or something like that so they're still going into hypnosis it's still genuine hypnosis but but yeah you're 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 setting the scene so that you can actually get somebody in and out of hypnosis much quicker and much easier in the future if that's appropriate for what you're doing yeah okay and a lot of people i guess well, certainly from my point of view, we would have expected hypnosis to have happened face to face in an in-person setting. But I understand you have transitioned fully to sort of be COVID pivot and you can still have these breakthrough sessions through the medium of an online format. Is that right? It is. Yeah. So, so it's a good question because because I forget because to me now this is normal and I forget to say often that, that, that it is all online. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I actually started online in 2016. I was the person on my very first residential course going, never do any of that online stuff. I'll never make recordings and all this business. Um, but yeah, 2016, it was actually somebody who lived in a house share. So if, if I, I was mobile back then, so if I'd have gone to see them, we'd have had to use their bedroom. It was the only private room in the house. It wasn't really appropriate. Um, so I said, well, let's do this online thing. So you know, Skype back then, um, Skype Gnosis, we called it. Um, Zoom Gnosis doesn't quite sound the same. But yeah, so so I'd worked with a number of clients before the inevitable COVID restrictions uh, hit us and we had to switch everybody online. For me, quite a few of my colleagues, fellow hypnotherapists stopped doing work because they, they'd been trained to only work face to face. Um, fortunately, I, I learned quite early on that, yes, you can do this. You've got to change it and do it a little bit different. You've got to build in some protection um, because the Internet might stop 
um, or we might lose, you know, we might, uh, something might happen locally they need to deal with, smoke alarms go off or whatever. Um, so you're building some protection. If this thing happens, this is what you will do. And, and over the last few years, even before COVID, I think probably all those things have happened. Usually it's a child walking in. So the children are off doing something else, you know, sort of not, not young, young children, they're not leaving people unattended, but the parents sat there doing the hypnosis, door will open, child will walk in, parent responds just by opening their eyes and looking, and they'll have a conversation about something, then they'll turn around and close eyes and go back into hypnosis because i've said if anything happens that needs your attention you'll become aware and able to deal with it um and so that's yeah again you build in that protection the only other thing that changed a little bit was hypnotic phenomena i mentioned earlier on some um hypnotists hypnotherapists if, if they go for phenomena might do um an arm levitation or some sort of a a, a response from the body you can't do that as easily on zoom because you can't see you can only see this bit upwards for most people so generally i just ask the question how do you feel yeah feel heavy feel hypnotized okay i know we're going to talk about your specific area which is which is golf but i know you also do some general interventions uh, can you perhaps anybody that's on the fence could you paint a story for us and tell us an example which has been really proud for you where you've you've taken somebody from a, a period of problem and you've worked with them to create a, a fantastic uh, future for them? Oh, there's quite a few, really. I suppose, for me, one of the good examples I use of hypnosis, and, 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 and I suppose it, and it relates to business, it relates to sales, really, in a way, was um, somebody who I knew who announced in a networking meeting that they um, were nervous about making videos. They needed to make some videos. Um, before I'd even had a chance to respond, somebody said, oh, you need to talk to Steve. We had a conversation. And I found out a little bit more about what they wanted to do. We then set up to do the sessions. We did the session. And one of the things I like to, to as I've mentioned really already, is I'm interested in the why. So this particular client got them into hypnosis, um, didn't really talk about the videos, went to their why and their why was their retirement plan it was really you know, afterwards he said it was so vivid so clear um and that was really that first session went to do the second session um and the conversation is you know how are things going oh yeah i've made a couple of videos and um i've started co-authoring a book and i've started a podcast right okay so for me the reason why it sticks with me and i do talk about it a lot is we didn't talk about podcasts we didn't talk about books it, it's all those shoulds that he knew to get over here to get to this retirement place that he got really vivid he knew he knew where he wanted to go some people don't have a, a clear why but he'd already got it but he got it even clearer in the hypnosis in, the, in his subconscious mind because because of getting that really clear then other things started to drop into place he woke up with excitement and motivation and he's still doing really well now so so it's a yeah it wasn't it wasn't um sort of a traumatic case it was a business case he was doing okay but needed to do better but yeah for me it's, as i say it's a good example of the the wider benefits of doing doing work this way okay and, and with that person that might be a little bit skeptical and is now leaning in a bit with interest what's actually working until in, in terms of the science of of hypnosis is, is to which part of the brain you're playing with and and why it actually creates an impact for somebody no, that, that is a really good question and, and comes really nicely after that because so so I'm working with the subconscious and the subconscious is the, the doing part of the mind. Some people talk about the inner mind, sub, subconscious mind. 
It's the part of your mind, um, if anybody's ever read the, the chimp paradox, it's the chimp mind. It's the really quick, instant responding part of the mind. It can be really destructive. Um, it can stop you from doing things. That's the bit I'm after. And that part of the mind, once you get there, and this is how stage hypnosis works so well, you're releasing the the critical part of mind, the, sub, the, the conscious part of the mind. Conscious part of the mind, I describe it as a bit like a computer firewall. Only certain things get through it. What it decides gets to the subconscious. When the conscious mind's out of the way, still there, still protecting you, but it's, it's sort of relaxed out of the way a good degree. Whatever gets to the subconscious that fits with your morals and fits with what you want to achieve and your desires, in your mind, you start achieving it. So you can take two people on stage, we'll go to stage hypnosis, two people never met, get them into a reasonable level of hypnosis. You can tell them, okay, on the count of three, you're going to be, you'll believe that you've been married for 10 years and you're going to have a domestic dispute about something. And you could stop at that point. One, two, three, open your eyes. First couple of sentences might seem a bit disjointed, but within seconds, those two people who've never met will start this dispute over who left the toilet seat or whose mother-in-law's done something, whatever it might be. Some, some people talk to me about stage hypnosis and go, you must hate stage hypnosis, but a good stage show is a really good example of hypnosis. And, and that's a really good example of the subconscious mind really quickly adapting to something. Now, consciously, somebody came to me consciously and said, right, Steve, you and that person over there, I want you in three seconds time to do a do a, a a script or something as if you've been married 10 years blah blah i'd be like whoa hang on a minute we need a plan we need to who's talking about what what's our names and we'd have to think about this conscious stuff and make a script that's the conscious mind once that's out of the way the subconscious mind will do the doings it will make those changes um and it loves emotions as well it it, it loves the excitement so by getting somebody really excited about their why you create this pathway into the subconscious, subconscious becomes then the, the doer. The actual science behind it, it's still very, still not very vague, but it's still quite vague, but there has been measurements of, of brain activity. When somebody is in hypnosis and they're visualizing their success, um, they can see memories being created. So you're actually starting to create new habits and new behaviors based on, so in the case of my thing with the golf, if I take a golfer and I get them to visualize their success in whatever way it is for them, then in their brain, their physical brain, they're connect, creating memories so that next time they go to the golf course, the brain goes and the memory goes, well, last time I was here, it played really well. Last time I was here, I was focused on the target. I wasn't worried about these other things. And so they, provided they can allow it to happen, then they'll they'll start to play in that way. And I say allow it to happen because you can always consciously intervene because again, you've got that conscious mind that you can start, as soon as you start to overthink, that's involved then and that's the bit when it relax out of the way. So then as a hypnotist, just running on ever so slightly from that, what you're looking for is to create anchors, you're creating triggers that when you're in a certain situation, actually the actions and the behaviors that you've been practicing in hypnosis, they're what will happen. And that then starts to override that conscious ability so much. I always say to people, if I'm working with them on weight loss, as I still do all the other hypnotherapy stuff as well, but if I was working with them on weight loss, I, I always say, you can choose to drive to the cake shop when we finished and look a cake in the eye and go, come on then, shall I eat you or not? And you could choose to buy it and eat it. It will work when you're not thinking about it. It'll work 
when you go through the drive-through and you come out with a salad bag and you go because you were thinking about work or you were thinking about other stuff and you just went and ordered what your subconscious mind was doing for you that that automatic part of your mind hopefully that makes sense all of that lot absolutely and i i'm now thinking of so many players in golf that say i always put it on the right on this hole so it's the subconscious mind already setting up them for failure so just on golf i, I talk to clients around the niche and once you understand your niche it's almost easier to sell because you understand what the priorities are and sometimes what the pain points are that you can then work with the client on now you have niched in a really specific way in terms of focusing on the, the golf market tell me why that happened and how that's working for you okay so probably three or four years ago now i started i was very much the generalist so whatever came my way i would i would work with um, and over that time i'd worked with a few golfers and a few other sports as well but so three or four years ago i started an exercise looking into what i wanted to do when I woke up in the morning, if you know, what made me want to jump out of bed and think, oh, I've got that client today, and the other side of it of, oh, I'll have another half an hour because I've got that client today. Um, and it was always great to help everybody, and I, I'm, I'm always grateful for, for that being, having that opportunity. But I wanted to to do the stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, so it, it became very apparent that performance was what excited me. I know that even at this this time, you know, we're doing this in the evening, even at this time of day, if I was working with a golfer or someone else in their performance world, I would feel quite energized even when I'd finished the session. And there are other things that you might work on that you come out of it feeling a lot more not not down but drained maybe because it's taken more energy. So I was looking at, at what I wanted to do. Um at the time I was working been working with a couple of golfers. I was working with a golfer that was um about to give up uh, he, he'd had done really well he'd got um, a nasty case of the shanks and someone had introduced him to me um, and we dealt with it and he got himself back down into single figure handicap uh, did really well and I talked about this somewhere um, at um, like a forum with lots of co business coaches and all sorts of people there, and they all went why are you not doing that that's your thing that's what you should be doing um the main reasons being that golf is very much a mindset game. You'll know this. Um, the mood that you're in, the things you think about can make such a difference. And you only need that minute difference off the tee that suddenly makes a massive difference at the far end. So as a hypnotist, I know that I can make a massive difference as well just by making simple changes, rapid changes as well. Because it's such a mindset game, then you can get really, really quick changes with a golfer. Um, so that was really my my interest in in, in going down that route. Um, I putting this out there. I don't play. I don't play golf. I don't need to play golf. I work with a, a boxer for for GB boxing. I work with a motor racing driver. I've worked with tennis and swimming and competitive dance. I don't do that. Well, I do when the camera's off. I might do a little <laughs> dance around the room here, but the um, but I I don't. I don't need to be an expert. I don't need to do the thing. I need to have that empathy to understand how to talk about it. If I talked to a golfer and I talked about, you know, you're going to get your golf bat out and you're going to do this thing, then that's not going to resonate. They're going to hate me for it. So I need to be able to understand the game. And I love watching the game as well. So I need to be able to understand the game or understand motor racing or understand boxing in order to be able to help somebody do it. But they're the expert. They don't need to be an expert. They don't need to be a pro. They can be any level. Uh, but yeah, that's the reason for, for settling down that route. But like I say, 
I get asked to do all sorts of other work as well. And I'm quite excited about the motor racing work at the minute because because the guy, certainly the prep work, it looks looks really good for this year. So I'm looking forward. I've already got my first date in March to go and, and watch him race and, and potentially do some work with him while I'm there as well. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was the reason for, for settling on that golf route. Um, and also part of me, and this might be the salesman in me as well, because I've, I've got a sales background sales manager for technical products and all sorts of things in the past i suppose part of me is also looking for something that's a little bit different and there's also not many people there are some usually hypnotherapists that do all sorts of other stuff do golf work as well whereas i've gone the other way and gone right focus on the golf world and yes i won't turn away other work as well uh, wow uh, and on that subject of motor racing i remember listening to a podcast i think with christian horner who obviously is the racing director for red bull and he was a, a, a karting driver at the time. And I think he was following somebody and he watched them go around the corner in a way that he said, there's no way that I can go around the corner the same way he did because I would be scared. And that's when he realized he couldn't be the driver that he wanted to be. And I think that's when he decided he was going to switch. Do you think, honestly, that hypnotherapy could have got him past that limiting belief of not going around the corner in the perilous way that his mind was going to say that he was yeah absolutely again as long as he wanted the outcome so okay. if, if he could picture himself on the podium he could picture himself winning see visualize the trophies on the the mantelpiece or whatever the thing might be and that got him excited then yes you can change that. i work a lot with with drivers with normal driving not 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 golf driving not racing driving but driving on the motorway is quite common a lot of people got a fear and a phobia about that and um, and what you've all just got to be careful of is not to turn them into somebody reckless and then yeah. the mind is still pretty good at protecting you and 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 it wouldn't generally but i'm just mindful of that the same with the motor racing it's that driving at your best and i don't prescribe it because they know how it will feel when they're doing it and they've watched other people doing it and they they'll come off the racetrack and go um oh, yeah i wish I'd, i saw the other guy drive like that or that other person drive like that that's how i want to drive anything like that then you can use hypnosis to, to bring those changes about but without as i say being reckless yeah and, and absolutely it is that thing with with the, the racing you know, i'm learning really quickly that yeah it is that it, it's yeah you know, it's real it takes real sort of courage to be right behind that car so that when you come out the bend you're in the right position then to to overtake um, because you don't know what's going to happen in that bend the, the driver might lose it whatever whatever might happen so it's trust it's belief yes it's flow and energy as well a lot of these things are flow and energy rhythm routine comes into it same with the golfing it's the rhythm of the pre-shot routine because golfers all rush not all golfers can't compromise that basket, but but very often a golfer will rush their pre-shot routine because there's somebody waiting to to have their turn on the off the tee. There's another four ball arrived at the tee, and it's like, oh, let's just get rid of that. Um, so it's it, then value comes into it. Um, I had somebody work. We worked on their value on the golf course, and they they afterwards said weeks or later. I've started charging more money for what I do because I this little voice inside me was going, but you're worth more than that. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, value comes into it quite a lot. And that's where it's nice in the business arena as well. And I heard you talk about recklessness there, which clearly you are, you know, you're a very skilled professional. If somebody was thinking about selecting a hypnotherapist and you're obviously already booked, 
what kind of checks and balances should they do to make sure that they're going to pick the right person? It, it is quite tricky. Um, a lot of my business comes from networking where I meet people and they'll say, oh, I've always wanted to try some hypnotherapy for this thing or hypnosis for this thing. I've had it for years because they don't know where to look. Because if you Google hypnosis Birmingham or wherever, you'll get a lot, a lot of hits. The problem in the UK and, and a lot of countries is there's no regulation. So it's you tomorrow, Chris, could decide to call yourself a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist and you could go onto eBay and buy yourself a diploma, I'm sure. Yeah, it is that that bad, um, not just with hypnotherapy, with, but with a lot of complementary therapies as well. So for me, it's looking at reputation. It's looking at reviews. It's having conversations. I, I do things like a free consultation. So people get to have a conversation. I do free downloads. For me, it's hugely about awareness. So I give away quite a bit. Um, in fact, I'm going to give give away your, um, your your viewers, your listeners as well. I've got a recording lined up, and uh, um, I'll get you to give you the link and things to put in the um, in the, the comment in the show notes later. Um, but yeah, it's it's having conversations and, and looking at what people do. Um, ideally getting referral if you can to somebody but that's not always possible because there's not that many you, know, you don't meet hypnotherapists every day i think that's the problem so it's due diligence like they call it isn't it that can be quite tiring i think google reviews potentially facebook reviews are a good starting point and then using that then to have a conversation and if the opportunity is there to do a bit for free great go for it make use Absolutely. of it yeah, I mean, my market as well, the coaching arena, I've worked hard with my accreditation. But if you can ask somebody for proof, give me three last times you've worked one. If they're reluctant to give you that, then there's a little bit of a clue there that you should perhaps uh, take heed of. OK, we're going to yeah. give you three tips in a minute. We are recording this beginning of January. So three tips Steve's going to share with us that's going to enable you to carry on or re-energize yourself with your habits or your changes but somebody might not go ahead and connect with steve so this is his details if you are listening it's steve woods hypnosis for golf four is f-o-r-e email is steve.woods at hypnosis4.golf uh, these will be in the show notes website is the same hypnosis4golf.com and if you just look on linkedin steve hypnosis you will find him so, Steve, we are recording this in January, but at any point of year, we've all got changes that suddenly perhaps we want to manifest ourselves with. How do we make sure that we stick to that resolution, that commitment or the decision to change? What's your sort of takeaways on that? There are some things that you can do consciously. I, I, I used to be very much hypnosis for everything, but, but there are some conscious things you can do. One of the things I love to do is if, if, you, if you're looking at goals and you're looking at um, maybe strategies or something that you, something that you think, I want to do this thing, you're going back to that subconscious mind reacts first. Get yourself some paper, and and really quickly write down those big hairy goals, those those big things that are that, that maybe think too big. Because as soon as you get the conscious mind starting to go, oh, you, you'll never be able to do that. Then you're not going to get it. So it's it's like really quick, with, within you know, seconds, writing now, quick, 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 and then analyze it afterwards. So it's certainly something I I use quite often, particularly if I'm looking at a different avenue or something, you know, something I might be looking at really quick even personal goals and things it's really good for um one of the things i do as well and I, i'll do this with clients as well is um 
talking to them about stepping out of the zone. So if you're feeling down, you're feeling uh, you don't want to get on with things, um, maybe sitting down, maybe sitting on the, the settee or whatever, imagine a different version of you. You don't need to close your eyes. Imagine a different version. You might be a pace away. You might be sat at the other end of the settee, whatever. And think about their attributes. Think about you want them smiling. You want them focused on work. You want them wanting to pick up the phone even to make some calls and thinking about what that's going to mean, you know, or even thinking about the the version of you that's had that success might be another way of doing it. So you see, see that other version of you smiling and yeah, I've made some sales today or whatever it might be. And then literally get up and move and sit or stand in that place. And it sounds a bit weird. And again, it's that conscious mind involved now. You know, hypnosis is very much about practicing success as, as is that. The conscious mind, when I explain that to somebody consciously, the, the conscious mind's going, that's crazy, just pretending. But once you do it, and if you do, you know, do it, you don't have to do it just once, you can do it as many times as you like, then that's a great way of, of reframing, of changing the way that you think about something. Um, and, and if you only get a little bit different, that's great. And um, the other thing really would be to use hypnosis. <laughs> so going, you know, doing that research, finding somebody who you can work with, somebody who does what you want to do as well, um, and then actually using those techniques. There are lots of self-hypnosis things out there. I wouldn't necessarily advise, there's a lot of YouTube videos because anybody can put anything on YouTube. Again, looking at what people do, um, and, and most people who do what I do will, will find a way to work with you within your budget to give you the best possible uh, results as well. So, yeah, yeah, use hypnosis is the third thing, definitely. Well, thank you very much. I shall apply those the next time I'm falling off my commitment wagon. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, if you were here today, I'd love you to give a lovely round of applause uh, for Steve. Drop some huge amounts of value there as to how you can use hypnosis to uh, conquer those uh, limiting beliefs or just enable you to step into a another level of competence uh, so if you want to find convert and keep clients like a habit and perhaps you're struggling then maybe you just need to give this man a call steve woods even if you don't play golf he could definitely get you in the mindset steve thank you so much for your time today no thank you chris it's been great to be here thank you thank you